It's Sam Swikowski here from the Fremantle Dockers, and you are listening to the Footy Mailbag Podcast with Damo and Lala. Hello and welcome to the Footy Mailbag. My name is Damo, and on this week's episode, we'll be detailing what we'll be watching for in the preseason games that start this weekend. But it wouldn't be the footy mailbag without my co-host, Clarky. How are you, my friend? Very good. My mum went to Hammerbarn uh, because it's near her house and bought me a Hecuba for all you Bluey fans out there. So I've got the Hecuba gnome. They're going for about 500 bucks on eBay at the moment. And if you're scalping Bluey shit, fuck you. Bang. That's, that's what very, I have to say. <laughs> very important message. Yeah, where do you go from there, Damo? Good luck. Why don't you introduce our guest, Damo? And from FanCast and the Centre Bounce on YouTube, our special guest this week is Joe. How are you, mate? I am doing very well. Thank you very much for the very warm welcome and for telling us about your gnome, Clarky. That <laughs> Yeah, Damo, did you not pass on the gnome note <laughs> to, to Joe? I never knew that I needed to know that so badly until now that you've told me, I feel like my life is complete. So I have so much gratitude to both of you for having me on today. <laughs> I mean, it was a very nice garden ornament there, but I don't need to know about Clarky's gnome. <laughs> hey, he's average size. He doesn't have to compensate for anything. He's, yeah. he's doing, he's, he's, he's very regular, happy. He's regular gnome size. He's regular gnome size. He's got a little and... shovel demo. He's, he wants to, he wants us to talk about Supercoach. You know, he, he, may, he might be in a keeper league here and there and he wants to get our thoughts on these things. I just got really excited to share that with everyone. <laughs> some some listeners out... Listeners, tell us how much you love Bluey. That's it. I'll, we'll wait. Put a comment in there right now. <laughs> so as I said at the top, we will be detailing what we'll be watching for in the preseason games that start this weekend. So... Clarky, I'll start with you. Who are the players on your watch list and what are you looking for? Literally any rookie that shows a sign of life. I will take it. I will absolutely take it, run to the run to the bank. I have some investments in keeper leagues that I'm kind of more interested in because in classic the rookies tend to pick themselves in terms of if they're playing, you should probably pick them. Those are where we stand on any player under 200k, uh, and a few that might be just over 200k. Uh, personally, I want to see some stuff from Richmond, so I would love to see like a Josh Gibkiss, uh, a Sam Banks, uh, see how he goes, and I do want to see what happens with Jaden Short because I'm I'm low key interested. Like I'm not I'm not completely sold yet, but I could be scooched into the camp of maybe he'll be good. Cool. And Joe, you've got one name that you've been talking all preseason and he's on my list as well. Nick Martin looks like yeah. he's going to be taking kickouts coming out of halfback, but you read any, any report for any intra club, any match simulation, and it feels like every player is playing off the half back line for every club. It'll be really interesting to see who actually does play off half back and if this Nick Martin role is real, which 
by all reports, it seems to be. If anything, uh, the reports that we're getting are really, I suppose, I'm really confident in because anything that's coming out in an official capacity from the Eston Football Club is smoke and mirrors trying to hide the fact that he is playing off halfback. But it is the dawn of the internet and track watchers go to places where they're not supposed to go and they will tell people things and they'll reveal information that the club might not want them to. And that involves the players themselves. I've been watching and listening to a bunch of interviews done with players directly like big Ben Mackay has come across from North Melbourne and in a very recent interview on the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast, which is run by two uh, absolute diehard Essendon fans who are at the club on a regular basis, uh, he said that he's been training very regularly with the exact same six people, and Nick Martin was the first person that he named. Um, as a key defender, he's working very much with Nick Martin, and all of the match sim has him taking kickouts and playing off half-back and... He's, it looks like he's got the Nick Dacos role with the freedom to take kick-ins, to play from halfback and work his way up the ground following the ball to even hit the scoreboard. So uh, if anyone knows me and been following me, and I've, I've said this on another video with, with DR, you need to find yourself as a girl who looks at you the same way I look when I see Nick Martin. I, <laughs> I, I, love, I love the man to bits. I wish we had 22 more of him on at the, at the team. Is it Mate. like the uh, the cartoon wolf at the dinner table with like the heart eyes and like the awooga awooga side? Yes. Because that's unhealthy, but I respect your ability to love to that capacity. That's that's almost how much I love Hayden Young, and he's and and he's on my list because I mean the Dockers center bounce setup is something that's going to be a really um, big talking point coming out of the preseason games because. How does Young fit in with Brayshaw and Sarong, who's probably going to be the main three, but Fife is now fit, or so they say, and Matt Johnson looks like he's going to run through there. Where does Jager O'Meara even begin to start playing his footy? Like, how does that Stockers centre bounce setup look when the season begins? And the intra club on the weekend that they had just just recently didn't really tell you anything because it wasn't an A versus B setup. It was really a this team is has these players, this team has these players, and it was all evenly matched. And it wasn't even an A defense versus an A forward line. It was really a it was it was really a best versus best as as like best they can versus best they can try and make it as um, even as possible. So I mean Young didn't move out of the midfield setup and neither did Caleb Sarong. So you'd assume that they are one and two and it's Brayshaw and Fife and all those around that may move to different positions at certain times, but it's going to be something I'm going to be watching for. And, um, and, and, and there's an, and Clarky Melbourne's another club that where the forward line is going to be an, another really strong point of discussion because they've got so many unavailable for the first part of the season, but the players that they will have eventually might mean that the setup we see in round one, isn't the setup, that we see in round two or three. So at the moment there, Harry Petty apparently has a nerve issue in his toe now, which means that there's a good chance he might not make it to round one, which is huge for Supercoach, terrible for Melbourne uh, and terrible for Harry, but 
it is it is how it be. So I have concerns about picking Melbourne forwards. And in the worst way possible, injury is kind of the best way to secure a role for a guy like Jack Billings, who ironically is uninjured for once. And I think this probably means that we could reasonably start him and expect some medium to short-term job security, at least enough to get maybe a couple of price rises out of him. But the big caveat on that being that Melbourne does have pretty good depth. I think we do have some players who have yet to really sort of step out and onto the AFL field, guys like Matty Jefferson. Um, we've, you know, we've just picked up like Colton Tholstrup. We've got Shane McAdam as well, all vying for, uh, for a forward position with guys that are already in the team, like Alex Nilbourne, like Charlie Spargo, like Kate Chandler. You know, Bailey Fritch has to fit in there at some point and Melbourne desperately needs tools. Like Tom Fullerton is injured now. So he is off the table, which is great. Ben Brown apparently is okay, but then sometimes he's not okay. So I personally would be waiting until we see that round zero team to know. And even then, I think you should always have a contingency plan for when one of them gets switched out because it's not working or Goody wants to try something different or change it up. But having said that, you're, you know, Melbourne, they play in round zero. And I guess maybe this is one thing that not too many people are talking about. Because you play around zero, we get the free look at the players, but we also get an extra price rise out of them when you guys play because you have the round six buy. You're essentially playing six games in five weeks and that you know you guys and richmond being able if they play all of those games then we could get an extra price rise out of them which is really i think uh, really impressive and i think important and really makes those cheaper players a lot more worthwhile and they could make us a bit more money before we flip them at their buy if if they're best 22 and you guys seem to be getting injuries and I don't know, I've seen in the past, it's, it's very normal for once some injuries start to creep in, I don't know if, it, if, if it's a virus or something, but all of a sudden other people all of a sudden start to drop uh, one by one and all of a sudden depth uh, gets gets questioned and in when when you're in that sort of situation, you do rely on, your, on those experienced players like a Billings type who you've brought across to your club. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty bullish now with with those news that you're talking about about starting a buildings type it's i don't know it, it's hard to tell and this is maybe it's just confusion i think as a melbourne fan my my afl level of my my non-super coach ape brain is just going like they don't know what they're doing nobody knows what they're doing this is all crap like, <laughs> yeah we've got so we've got so many guys that we need to fit in right and players in the VFL, like I know that you do rely on guys with the more experience, but at the same time, we've got guys in the VFL knocking the door down, like that, and they have been for, for years. So Billings, I think, needs to be in top shape, and I think it'll probably be him and McAdam type, and then possibly like another medium, like sort of like a half forward role. Yep. All training reports though say that Jack Billings looks fantastic and is working well in D50 and forward 50. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, grain of salt for me, but we might be forced into the choice, to be quite honest. 
And if you do start billings, um, you get four price rises before that round zero, that corresponding round zero buy. So if he's gained enough money and there's another option that looks a little better, you can probably just cash in and continue and continue the points generation if 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 nothing else for your team from that point. And round zero is going to tell us so much about so many teams, and we could use round zero really as an, as as an advantage rather than a disadvantage as it was seen at, when it was first announced. Agreed, absolutely. There's so many mid prices apart from the billings that are playing in that round zero. Um, and it's amazing how many of them are playing in the forward line as well. So um, obviously you've got your, you know, some more expensive options, like um, obviously in, in Sydney, you've got some really important players like a James Jordan, for example, or a Taylor Adams, um, who are both forward eligible. We get to see, um, obviously there's there's Windsor as a, as a rookie with a, what sort of role he's going to play. Um, obviously, we've spoken about Billings as well. Um, so there are some Flanders, who's a premium, who's playing in round zero. Um, Sexton's a, a, an important rookie, apparently playing off halfback. He's in round zero. Yeah, you, that's could have, you could have a full forward line of round zero by plays, actually, at this point, to have a look at and select who the best one. I mean, I mean not, not recommended. It makes but, me sick, not recommended, but, no. That makes me sick. <laughs> I'm just saying, in terms of the numbers of how many there are out there oh, yeah, to, yeah. Have a, to have a look at. I'm not saying start six of them at the forward line. I'm just saying <laughs> and that there are now, that you know many. what? I, w- I won't be a coward. Do it. Ooh. And Who's going to stop you? Bluey. I am. <laughs> um, Bluey will then, stop me, okay? <laughs> and then other, other end of the ground, uh, Zach, Zach Williams as, as well, which today I've learned is actually not locked in to even be fit for round zero. So oh, boy. <laughs> um, that's going to throw... <laughs> That's that's gonna throw a spanner in the works. I mean, <laughs> Sorry. From, from, can we talk about how like how super coach that is for people to spend two months talking about Zach Williams only for us less than a month away to find out? Oh, actually, he he might still be recovering. I mean, he might, he might all the Carlton people I know say that he's gonna be there. Oh, but, yeah, don't but, listen to but, Carlton people. But the wording out, but the wording from out of the club doesn't seem to be as as confident. And that's uh, well, I mean, he was one of the players on, on my watch list. I want to see how he fits yeah. in to the Carlton system because Agreed. that system went another gear in that back end of last season, and it's and and who does he push out? Who's he? going to be better than to force his way into the team. And I mean, there's players that you could think of, like maybe an Alex Chincotta that he maybe pushes out, but what spot is he taking and is he going to be fit to take it is is one of the big question marks. But round zero, obviously there's a limited amount of teams that are playing in round zero. So we don't get to see how the Port Ruck setup is going to look. Early on, it looked like Jordan Sweet was was going to get it, but Ken Hinckley doesn't want to commit to anything until he's seen all the options in a game situation. So Boo, we could see, Ken. so we could see a quarter of Jordan Sweet, a quarter of Ivan Soldo, and a quarter of Dante Vicentini all in the preseason games, and then we won't probably won't get a decision until they name their round one team. You know what, guys? I try my best to try and be semi-positive about Port because for whatever I don't like about them, they've got some absolutely banger players that I love. Absolutely. But at this point, they're bullying themselves. I, I, I'm i just going to go ahead and say it. Pick a Ruckman 
and invest time into them. Stop with this. Stop with this crazy. Oh, no, nah, I don't want to pick, guys. I'm Ken Hinckley. I don't want to pick. It's not like it's my job. Pick a ruck, Ken. I feel I'll like they you. have. I feel like they picked Soldo, which is why they tried so hard to pry him yeah. out of Richmond. I mean, I don't they think... They must, Richmond, right? I mean, Richmond didn't really want to let him go, but they... I mean, Port really were, 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 were dying to get him across. And, you know, I can understand why. I actually rate Soldo as a player. I think yeah. him as a solo, I think he's better than Jordan Sweet. I, I don't think um, if you had to pick one or the other, I think you would definitely go with, with Soldo. But of More course, versatility. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, but Sweet's got, you know, Sweet's got some runs on the board in the preseason where Soldo was a bit injured. And I think they're just giving time for Soldo to, to really integrate himself fully into the into the preseason with you know the match sims and things like that in full training and for that reason i just can't see myself selecting sweet in the ruck uh, even if he is even if he is listed in round one uh or round zero or round two i don't know if that's going to be the case the following week i honestly I, i've liked to call ken hinckley a ruckman terrorist because he just blows <laughs> it up all the time <laughs> Yes, um, yes, Joe. That's the kind of so, shit that we need on this show. So I, do, I, I don't have the direct quote from Ken Hinckley, but he said something. He said something about Jordan Sweet only being a ruckman, whereas Ivan Soldo gave them the flexibility to ha- put him in the forward line and move someone like a Jeremy Finlayson or someone like that into the ruck. So maybe Jordan Sweet being a little one-dimensional is what puts him behind Ivan Soldo in the end, but it really feels like they're going to wait and see how they go with all with each other and without each other in the in, in the preseason games um, to really lock in that setup because it's going to be completely different. And of course they've got their defense. It's going to look completely different. So we so Ken like, was saying that Soldo being shitter than sweet, uh, that sweet being sh- shitter than Soldo might help Sweet get a game, as he can only play a ruck. He basically he he basically called Jordan Sweet one dimensional and could only play in one position. This is what I'm saying. They bullied themselves, guys. <laughs> they, they do it to themselves. Thanks, coach. Thank you. What? Great, great, great words of encouragement. I feel very ready to go out and dominate this game was, now. What I, mean, what I will say was, is that an aging Finlayson and an aging Charlie Dixon probably does mean that. They needed Soldo regardless of Sweet. So they could still, there is a world where they still put the time into Sweet and Soldo is actually just a really good mobile forward, like a nice tall target for them alongside some of their younger talent. That's that's the only that's the only silver lining I'll put on this, but bully them. I mean, I mean, Ivan Soldo just looks like a very European version of Charlie Dixon. I mm. guess. Yeah, he probably does kiss on both cheeks. <laughs> Three times, yeah. Three times, three times, and then, yeah. m- and then move down the road, and you've got the Adelaide defence who have half their keys out with ACL injuries. No Tom Duday anymore. Dan Curtin's around, and Rory Laird likes him, but who knows if the if he's going to play in round one? Char- hang on, no, they they've got. Hang on, sorry, just hang on. Let me. I'm just look. Hugh Bond, come on, Damo. It's not all bad. Will Mr. Hamill, Bond. come on, Mr. Bond, yeah. Um, and 
Taylor Walker. I know, Clarky, you don't like Taylor uh, Walker, but boo. but he likes Charlie Edwards as well, who's um, who's 117k uh, uh, rookie as well. So he's someone to keep an eye on. And and Tex Walker was the same one who leaked that Max Michelini was going to debut in round one last year as well. So maybe we need to listen to him this time. No, I'm not. I don't listen to racists. <laughs> I love you, Joe. I, I love you so much. I agree. Well, I don't think I don't think we should listen to a man whose lips are as loose <laughs> as a just taking a very a, different turn to what you anticipated. As a mob squealer. <laughs> oh boy, yes, this is this a podcast one. just went left. Um... <laughs> yeah, take that, you righties. Who's the snowflake now? Um, and then in today's match simulation, Hawthorne got a very significant injury to um, that affects quite a few players with James Blank going down with an ACL injury and CJ Jath also out for up to eight weeks with a hamstring injury. Eight weeks. So, so eight um, weeks. Damo, I own him. I've got stonks in Jath. <laughs> Shit. So, so and there's numbers all over the internet of Sicily without blank in the team. Um, I, well, I mean, the John average is a hundred without. Yeah. Blank. Yeah. 100. And so that means his price is a good chance to come down by at least a hundred K. Um, and John DJ 59 on Twitter actually asked us a question before this injury came through. Um, whether he should start Dacos or or Sicily and uh, and John, I think you got to start Dacos now. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't trust Sicily now that James Blank is injured. John just goes to show. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Joe. You go, you go ahead. I was just going to say something stupid. I was going to say something very stupid as well. I was just about I to love say, Joe, John asked to... us. John asked us, and the universe answered him. It's like, don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about these guys. We'll 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 take care of Sicily for you. Just pick Dacos. I'm not a Hawthorne man, but I dare say this does increase stonks in Massimo. Yes, this is very. Yes. This is actually very good for Massimo. Yeah, uh, so, to get a shot in the team. Yeah, 224k defender actually played the entire match simulation in the A side on the wing. Yes. So he is very high on my radar and think that um, without CJ Jath especially, he could be a really good cash cow for us early in the season. Yeah, there's a couple of names. I think I would probably throw in uh, Denver Granger Brass. I think there's there's a there's a world where this might be his chance. I'm just, just throwing that out there because I think Hawthorne have a lot of young talent that we don't take into account. So there's also a realm where this might not be as bad for Sicily as it could be because it might force them to move some pieces in a different way. I mean, the good, the good news is it's happened a month out from the season. Correct. It hasn't, it hasn't happened in the middle of a training week on a six day break. So they will have time to find something or find a solution in their system to combat what blank left behind and what blank brought to the team. So they could sign someone through the supplementary period, which ends on Monday. Like they could do some real hard scouting over the weekend with their VFL guys who they've done some training with. They could, they, they could tap someone on the shoulder, like a 
Kalsha Deer or, a, or, 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 or like a Will McCabe and say, hey, listen, mate, I know we just drafted you and we told you that there was going to be a few years before you might get a game. Well, guess what, mate? You're going to be there round, round one and uh, we're going to... Congratulations. And, and congratulations, go and tell your family. Like You're playing the Bombers. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Come on, boys. Let's go. Like, they've got a month to work it out. And Ethan Phillips plays for their Box Hill Hawks. He's someone who has been overlooked in so many drafts after being pumped up so many times. Is this his chance? If he gets signed over the next few days, he could not only come into that team and have a big impact on how Sicily's year comes out, but also gives us a 102K rookie, which we haven't really had this year, which is quite different to previous seasons. Super juicy. That's super juicy. Another um, juicy selection is in the midfield with that injury because I think it could mean that if if his hands are going to be full, he's not going to be able to distribute very well, I think, that this James Sicily, which could mean that someone else could be a lot more involved in the distribution coming out of back line. And that was one Carl Amon this, this afternoon. Don't, don't, don't do that. So, okay. So Carl Amon is one that I can, I can see it. I can see it, but I can also see six games into the season, Seamus Mitchell's jaw or whatever it was that broke earlier in the week is, is fixed up. Seamus Mitchell comes into the side because we know that Sam Mitchell loves this guy and then Carl Amon moves back to a wing. And he, Carl Amon wasn't on the wing the entire match simulation today. So, it, like, Josh Weddle just signed a two-year extension. Where's where's he going to play? What role is he going to have? Um, now that there's no James Blank, does Blake Hardwick now move back to defence after after being in the forward line for most of the preseason? Like, there are so many things to look at with this Hawks set up now not just the backline setup now but the whole setup because of this injury and luckily we get a few games not official games because they don't feature around zero but pre-season games where we can actually look and see what sort of mindset and what things they experiment with against um against teams in the pre-season games yeah i hate it joe you made me think about carl amon now oh, he's not in my team <laughs> i've thought about him and i've spent i choked a little bit and then he's not in my team so it's all right you can think about him without necessarily putting him in your team a bit like cam guthrie for example you can think about him but you don't have oh, to put I'm him in thinking your team. about it real good while we're talking about geelong though uh i'm looking forward to seeing if toby conway gets a decent run yes because geelong have not had a rockman for a while you talk uh, about port adelaide killing ruckman what about what, what terrorizing about ruckman what, what about say it like say it like you mean it. mate this mate port adelaide geelong it's like the twin towers all over again no no yeah. here's here's nice. ken hinkley terrorizes ruckman geelong don't terrorize ruckman geelong just geelong hand say i'm gonna give you an apple and then hand you an orange that's what that's the difference you're still getting something consistent but it's not what you asked like, for or we like, promised. Like Ge- Geelong go- have gone after what Hamish McIntosh. They've got Reece Stanley over from St Kilda. They've 
They called John Segler last year. They, they, they got John. They, they got John Segler for some reason, and they still and and, and they still end up with Mark Blitzarfs. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to say for the record, uh, I do. I like Reese Stanley. I have nothing against the man personally. It's just kind of fun to make fun of Geelong. For... Oh yeah. No, <laughs> for not They've been having... good for so long. We can make some jokes. At That's it. Yet. This is your time. Cop it. <laughs> Correct. But yeah, Conway, 180k is a lot of money to invest in someone who you're not sure is going to get the gig every week. Um, yeah, we have to, to really have three games. It. Yeah, we have to three really keep games. this close. Right? I mean, at the moment, I've got Livingston at my R3 because I can't trust anyone playing... Um, Kruger might be the guy that plays, actually, surprisingly enough, from Collingwood after today's match sim. For any listeners that are interested uh, and listened last week, I still have my official new My Guy, Odin Jones, at R3. He actually was all right in the Dockers Intra Club. Of course he was. Did you hear his name, Damo? You've heard his name, right? He's fine. He's the all-father, mate. He's the all-father of Johnson. He'll be okay. He'll land on his feet no matter what happens. But I, I, I don't know if I like his nickname of OJ. Oh. Oh, that's <laughs> yucky. <laughs> Orange juice? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. That, 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 that's what that stands for. Yeah, sure. I, um, think, it, I think it does. The, I uh, think it does, Nemo. If, 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 if you're still with us, you're doing better than me. Um, <laughs> the next... The, the next point on my list to talk about is just Western Bulldogs. Question mark, question mark, just, question mark. Just, I think Marcus Bontempelli is like, is one, yep. and then maybe Tim English is is two. I think and I can on English. I think that's I think that's safe. You're right, Dame. And then number three, I, uh, what do we think about James Harms? Like, what's going to happen with James Harms? <laughs> Nothing good, and I I. I'll tell you for why. James Harms had a specific role at Melbourne, and that was to come in, play, I'm not going to say consistent, but I'm going to say like semi-regularly, right? Like he's that mate who's not officially on your five, like five-a-side, like soccer team, or like, five, you know, but your weekday basketball team. But he'll, he'll like turn up for like every second or third game. And his role was specifically related to tagging. Uh, like a lot of the time when you watch James Harms play, that's his role. He's he's just a bit of a, <laughs> a pardon the comparison, but he's just a bit of a bulldog about it. Oh, he he sticks he, mean... he sticks to a guy, and his role is to kind of affect the ball that way. I'm not saying he's a bad footballer. I just I want to. I don't think there's any guarantee of how the Western Bulldogs are going to use him, and if that's going to be his role, then I don't even see him in the team every week. I see him as a massive sub candidate. He's not someone that I want to start, but we talk about all these forward rookies that potentially are and aren't available and you get and you get and you list about you can list about 12 13 rookies that might be there in round 1, but after about the fourth or fifth one there's a steep drop off in scoring potential. Yep. So people might start James Harms and realistically he only needs to average 75 to make 150k. Counterpoint, he only played nine games at Melbourne last year. So Counterpoint, Simon Goodwin, one of the worst coaches in the league. That's rude. <laughs> He's Is... won more premierships than uh uh Ken Hinckley. 
I'm not. I'm not defending Ken Hinckley here either. All right, but I'm just saying, like in terms of uh, in, in terms of the talent on the list, I don't know. I feel like Simon Goodwin's not making the most out of his team, and I he feel had like... the best win in 2021, Joe. What are you talking about? Ken, Ken, the, Hink, the best Ken win Hinkley possible. is out here. Ken Hinckley is out here copying strays. Yeah, <laughs> I told no. you, Port bully themselves. I feel no shame him. for it. Clark, it, feels like, it feels like you're bullying Port now. You'd say that, Damo, but it doesn't feel that way. Um, okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the Western Bulldogs, there's also Nick Caulfield in defence that we want to see. We want to make sure that he gets a role. He feels like he's been locked into pretty much everyone's defence, but we've heard nothing about him since he got traded. Um, and Buku Karmas is apparently going to be fighting for that same role and so does that give us a defensive rookie or a forward rookie or do both play who knows how that's going to turn out mm. and then and then you got the forward line where they've got about eight key forwards and Cody Waitman so who you could play a key forward who knows where Bevo thinks sometimes <laughs> at, at, at this rate it wouldn't surprise me to see Caleb Daniel in the in the ruck so who I mean, knows there is what one, Bevo is thinking yeah there is one player who I think we have been hearing a lot about um, in the midfield, and that's Riley Sanders. Um, he's I like that. the way the way the dogs have the, the dog supporters have been raving about him. You think he's already won the Rising Star? Um, he's been getting a lot of a lot of praise, and I think Bevo, for all of his faults, which they are they are very many, I must say, um, just just slightly there, but he does give the youngsters an opportunity, and if they're performing. He gives him a fair crack, and they do play some games. So I can see Sanders starting in. Um, he gave Arthur Jones like six games, and he probably got about ten disposals across all six Correct. games. I know, but Arthur Arthur Jones has like the best vibes. <laughs> like, let Jamo be honest that he deserves more, if anything, just purely for like I'll I love watching him play football. Oh, he's he great. I, he I, loves I, it. In his draft year, I, I wanted the Dockers to pit to pick him up, but. Like in like six games, I reckon he had ten total disposals. Just having a look at some of the most the percentage ownership at the moment for some of the Bulldogs players. Uh, for midfields, uh, Riley Sanders in fifty six percent of teams, Jack McRae in thirty six percent of teams mid forward, uh, Bont in thirty three percent, Harms in sixteen percent, Caleb Daniel in five percent, Libba in four percent. And then Anthony Scott is in 1%, and so is in Bailey Smith. If you're the 1% that has Bailey Smith, Anthony Scott, I'll go, okay, maybe maybe you see something I don't. Sure, I'll pay you that. If you're the part of the 1% that has Bailey Smith, just do me a favor. Just go and check out your team and just, like, just take out the injured guys. Like you don't you have to make play. you don't yeah. have to make the perfect team. You make a team that you love. Maybe you really love Bailey Smith, and that's also fine. But I, I, like, I, I, give yourself I, I, a crack. I, I will say one thing: something that people aren't really doing at the moment that they're, they're wanting the information fed to them is 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 reads the news and this and it, and it, and, it, and it sounds so like it's it, it sounds like I'm telling people it sounds like I'm telling people off, but no, no, but people sometimes don't read the news or they will wait for someone to tell them and then supply a source. But some of this research you do with your team requires you go and go to the Herald Sun website 
and open up the sports page and read it. Like you could learn a lot from just reading that sports page. Go yep. to Footy Wire and go to their news section. They will literally have everything summed up in that news section. Everything that you need to to everything that you need to know. Like like read a bit of news when building your side because you don't want to be the guy that has James Blank D4 uh, Max Noble at R2. Heath Chapman. Heath Chapman in your back line. Um, Bailey Smith. Like, Lockie you, Hunter in the forward like, line. Like, like, like Lockie, you just like, don't want to have Lockie Hunter full stop. <laughs> like, Boy. You don't want... Boy. You, you don't want to be stuck with someone who's injured or not playing because you didn't know that they weren't going to be playing. Like, reading the news is so important, especially the sports news around Supercoach because not everything is going to be fed to you in the same way or in the through or through the same people. Some information you literally just have to go and Google it. Yeah. Thanks, Damo. Or you could just be subscribed to channels like this one. Um and very Or the Center Bounce. Or the Center yeah. Bounce. Or yes, the Center Bounce. Or, or any of the other wonderful shows that we've had guests on before. You should Absolutely. go listen to those episodes, find out who they are, and then go and support them as well. 100%. Like, there's so much. Well, there's a lot of information out there. Um, and then you've got all these content creators who give up their time to do that work for you. So you just uh, just jump on YouTube, watch a few clips here and there, a few videos, a bit of laughs, crack open a beer. If you don't like beer, maybe a Canadian club or something. If you're over if you beer. Don't drink, have a Pepsi Max. Don't drink, have a Pepsi Max. Don't drink caffeine, have a Jaritos. Yes. I'm just li- listening to this <laughs> now. Sorry. My name's Jeff. <laughs> okay. Let's, we've, we've got another question. Um, it was submitted via our Google form. So there is no name attached. So if you ask, th- so if you ask this question, we're answering it now. We missed it last week. Tom Lynch won't feature in the preseason games and he's been ruled out of round zero, but if he's named for round one against Carlton, can you still start him? Can you? Yes. Probably. Should you? <laughs> no. Maybe. And we and we were talking about this question bef- before the show. You don't go and buy the new iPhone before you've read a few reviews. So why would you start Tom Lynch without seeing how he's returned from his foot injury? I mean, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, I right. could. I'm... I could, and I, I... can. I'll, all Run I'm, outside all in my front street naked right now. You've I could. seen I how much it costs. Well, I shouldn't, though, right? and I won't, because I know. Yes, it's illegal, all right. But still, at the same time, there there are there are things that you should weigh up the pros and the cons. And uh, just because you have the freedom to do something, doesn't mean you are exempt from the consequences that come thereafter. So, don't start Tom Lynch if he's not playing. Just don't do it. But please, please don't do it. I but, beseech thee, guys. He's really cheap. Oh, his price is—he's disgustingly cheap. But if he's not playing around round zero, it means his price won't rise with all the round zero players. It'll start with the, with all the other ten teams. So you can watch him in round one. You can watch him in round two. You can watch him in rounds three through twenty-four, and 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 then you can still get him at his low price, 
and you can trade a Carlton or Brisbane player that hasn't worked out to him. You can trade one of your rookies that hasn't worked out to him. Like, there's options to get him in. You don't have to start him. Correct. There is no must here. You have free will. That's a different discussion entirely. Someone someone can make an argument for no free will, but we're not going to have that here today, okay? Everything, Wrong everything podcast. Gonna, everything that you're going to do, guys, has already been decided, no matter what you No, Clarky, don't say that. The world is deterministic. You've already made your decisions. You're just living through them. Break three. Break, break free, people. Break free of the system. All right, I'm going to let people break free of this podcast. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Where can people find you? Mate, this was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely, I, I knew I was in for a good time. The vibes are always popping off here. Uh, I, uh, my, again, my sincerest thank you to the both of you guys for hosting me. I can be found at the Center Bounce YouTube channel myself and Big J, who you have featured in a previous episode this year as well. Uh, we both, you know, our slogan is we do the hard work so you don't have to, and that's because we really do a lot of bloody hard work. Um Big J cracks the whip on me very much and we pump out videos almost every day. So uh, if you want anything super coach related, uh, we are definitely doing our best to provide that to you. We do have an open uh, open group as well for people to join in. And uh, if you win, you come. if you come top of the group, there is a jersey up for grabs. Um, there's also a couple other tri- other prizes like a couple of general admission tickets to the footy as well as a $20 AFL voucher. My socials are... Chabby underscore Joe on Twitter, um, center bounce at center underscore bounce. And we also have a Facebook page. You can search up the center bounce and you'll find us there on Facebook as well. Bless Joe. You're, I love you. You've been a great <laughs> guest. Cheers, Clarky. And Clarky, as always, thank you. <laughs> he says that he always says, thank you. He never says it's a pleasure. And that's because <laughs> it's not listeners. <laughs> Damo's tired of me (laughs) ruining his shit with him. No, thank you so much, Damo. I would like to say, listeners, if you want, I've been doing a show called The Falcon. That's a show that I do with uh, Jesse and Chris, my lovely co-hosts over there. At the moment in the preseason, we are talking to as many fans of each individual team as we can and getting the... Just getting them to talk about their experiences, their favorite players, favorite moments, and then some other shenanigans kind of happen. Some of them are unhinged, uh, but mostly they're really good because people have really good stories, and by God, I love hearing them. Uh, so if you want to go check us out, you can check us out at Falcon Footy Pod. And also, listeners, if you haven't already, and you're listening to the Footy Mailbag on your podcast platform of choice, go to the little review section. Give us five stars. Five stars is good because we're worth it. But five stars also helps us with engagement. It gets us into the algorithm, gets us into as many people's hands as we can. And that goes the same for any of our guests that you have on. Go to the Senate Bounce. Listen to their stuff. If you like it, give them a good review. It helps everyone. We, as Joe said, we do this because we love doing it. We want as many people to listen to it as possible because it's good for us and it makes us feel all shiny and happy inside. So if you can do that, Takes two seconds. Do it. Whip out your phone right now. We'll wait again. Don't keep it in your pants. Whip it out. <laughs> Just because you have the freedom to. Do it. <laughs> but it genuinely does help us, and we we appreciate every single listener engagement that we have because it keeps us coming back every week because we love it and we love you. 
Damo, I love you. Thanks, Clarky. I, I love you too, Damo. Too. Just putting it out there. I know, thanks, I know, it was a bro it's, thing it's, there. It's, but... it's, it's been a, it's been a very loving podcast today, with with a little bit of terrorism. <laughs> Join the Mailbag League for your chance to win a Mailbag T for best team name, and the highest ranking team at the end of the season will win a fifty dollar AFL store voucher. Code for the league is four two two eight nine nine. Again, code for that league is 4-2-2-8-9-9. And if you have a league of your own and you want to give the winner something to brag about, you can head to supercoachchampion.com and get your league champion their very own Super Bowl-style ring. You have been listening to the Footy Mailbag. Don't miss a thing from us this preseason. All the relevant links will be in the description of this episode. We'll talk next time.